0: Welcome back to the Lift for Life podcast. I'm here with my co-host G Dog. How are we today, sir?
1: Excellent, Angus. And ready for a big, big, exciting topic. How many fact sheets today? Eleven. <laughs> Been preparing since five AM.
0: It's now three in the afternoon. So uh I mean always be prepared.
1: Yeah. Sort of slightly wonder that maybe I'm over preparing.
0: Maybe slightly. But it gives people facts, which is what we need. So, Graham, today we are discussing saunas and cold water therapy. So, could you give us an idea of what you would do? Let's start with saunas. How many times a week do you go in the sauna? What would you recommend to other people? So,
1: my sauna directly correlated with my gym. And the problem is, in the office, there's only a steam room. There isn't a sauna and I don't like a steam room, I much prefer to be in the sauna, therefore Mm -hmm. I only go to the sauna on Saturday and Sunday when I'm at home and going to the local gym. I usually go in for a minimum 15 minutes. I actually try to push it to 30 minutes and that tends to be interspersed with at least one move into a cold shower. So 15 minutes, I get too hot in a cold shower come out again another 15 minutes in the sauna and then a cold shower at the end of it
0: why is it that with the cold showers you only do them whilst you're saunering i guess it's because it's a bit too cold and <laughs> what uh... you will all find is when graham i would perfectly use his word when it comes to cold water graham is what i would call a wetter
1: so As you know, or maybe some people don't know, Angus spends a lot of time in Cornwall. And whenever he's in Cornwall, he goes into the sea every single morning, Baltic Atlantic water. And he's encouraged me to do it when I've been down in Cornwall as well. I have done it, but for a a few seconds. Angus does it every morning there. And as we're about to discover, also does it every morning at home. I'm more sensitive to cold perhaps than he is, and so I therefore have to get very, very hot first, and then the cold water of the sauna is my way of cooling down.
0: See, it's interesting because I used to be a bit of a wetter like Graham when it came to cold water therapy, but I'm going to read some statistics, and on Angus's one page of fact sheets, if we can call it one page, uh, just which really inspired me to actually get into a bit of cold water therapy in the first place and it's this when we drink alcohol our dopamine levels will 2x and peak at 15 minutes then begin to fall below baseline levels if you take a drug like cocaine 2.5x dopamine so it goes up 2.5x and peaks at nine minutes then quickly crashes but with cold water immersion it's the only behavior to 2.5x dopamine and that rises two and a half hours then returns to base level and for me cornwall is obviously an anomaly in the sense of being out in the ocean so i find in the mornings in london i just obviously do it in the shower turning it cold at the end of the shower apparently actually is the wrong way to do it but i just like to do it so personal preference penny should actually do it the other way around but i just think it immediately wakes you up it immediately gives you that little 2.5x dopamine, and it means that you do something you don't want to do as soon as you start the day, and that seems to set me up perfectly for the day ahead. Does that not encourage you slightly, Graham?
1: Yeah, it does, and we've discussed it many times, and the temptation is definitely there. And, of course, when I've been in Cornwall and I've done it, uh, I've loved it, and its I, I definitely sense that dopamine surge, and it's obviously a great thing. Afterwards, you feel phenomenal. And So to so, so, so hats off to you. I, you have converted me on that, and I... I do do it more than I normally would, but I'm obviously not in Cornwall as much as you are. But let me just give people a summary of the sauna and why I think the sauna is so important. There's huge amounts of data and research studies on largely Finland because that's the most sauna-focused society in the world. And a sauna is basically dry air, very high temperature, and low humidity. So different to the steam room. Temperature setting is basically 80 degrees to 100 degrees. Sometimes there's logs and wood in there. And sometimes you heat up the charcoal by throwing water on the charcoal, which increases the temperature at the top part of the sauna where your head and your upper body is. And that's the bit that you're supposed to stimulate the most rather than your lower body. Um, The recommended time in a sauna varies. Most people seem to be in for between 5 and 20 minutes. As I said, I go in there for up to 30 minutes. The average person in Finland goes in 2 to 3 times a week, um, but many people actually go in 7 days a week. And the thing that I've been shocked about is that sauna is a bit like zone 2 cardio. So we've discussed before that I get on the bike in the gym every Sunday as supposed to be my rest day. And because I can't bear not having any days in the gym. So I have to have to do something even on a Sunday when Angus is upset, it's a rest day. But I go on the bike for an hour and do heart rate 120, 130 for an hour. Listen to a podcast, listen to some music, whatever. But being in the sauna has the same effect on my heart. I went in there with an Apple watch and my heart rate was up at 125, 130 beats a minute. Now... That really surprised me. Then the Apple Watch broke because it was too hot in the sauna. So I didn't see how, how it varied over time. But basically, it was the same as zone two cardio. And in a lot of these studies that I've read, it has a huge impact on your long term cardiovascular fitness because of that effect on your body. For example, there's a study which says that for, I mean, this is quite a crazy study. It's a Finnish study where they study people who've been going to the saunas for. years so quite a significant study it's quite intense and they said there was a 47 percent reduced risk of developing hypertension there was a reduced risk believe it or not this is difficult to believe of type 2 diabetes myocardial infarction. there was a reduced risk of dementia a reduced risk of alzheimer's a reduced risk of neurocognitive functional deficits and they still haven't worked out why it is so positive. There's some conjecture that it's such an enjoyable activity and a social activity for the Finnish community that it prevents and delays the development of their memory diseases because people in the sauna are actually communicating more.
0: Is there anything that people should avoid when it comes to saunas? Like doing too much, supplements, etc, cetera, etc.? Cetera?
1: Yeah, one one of the things that that jumps out from this study is that some people, and uh, this is a classic sort of clickbait stories you see on Instagram, uh, where you can say that saunas have been associated with sudden death.
0: <laughs> I, I'm waiting for this reason. <laughs> what is the reason for the sudden death?
1: But it turns out that when they studied why these people were suddenly dying, they also discovered that they had high alcohol contents <laughs> in them. So the Finnish people were going into the sauna and doing huge amounts of tequila shots. And so, you know, that's clearly not a great thing to be doing when your heart rate's going up to 130 beats a minute and then you're doing tequila slammers inside the sauna.
0: I would also add that the sauna and cold water therapy, unbelievable hangover kills. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't specifically say <laughs> if you have a hangover kills. Go- no, so <laughs> that's not on the fact sheet, but Graham and I will tell you for free that cold water therapy and saunas are very good well particularly from um sauna element for sweating out the tequila from the night before but maybe again if you still are intoxicated from the night before might not be worth hopping in the sauna no but but i think both of us have had
1: quite interesting experiences inside the sauna haven't we so you can maybe explain your russian experience
0: ah yes so me and an old friend of mine we um Actually got invited to uh, a Russian banya, which is well, I guess the Russian version of a spa is the way I describe it. So, assuming we would get a treatment, which would be a massage, I was very excited. Sixty minutes, as you know, it wasn't sixty minutes. It was like a a, a kind of twenty-minute intense experience. It was described as. I was like, cool. So they're going to like hit me or whatever. We then had to get in a sauna which was the hottest sauna I'd ever been in and these men in adult nappies and these hats on started slapping me with eucalyptus branches it was so intense that I had to walk out and he threw me in a plunge pool an ice plunge pool so I called that but dragged me by the hand and goes get back inside it was the most intense experience of my life and Graham I think you've had similar
1: yeah I've had quite a lot of strange experiences in saunas over the years I think the the most recent one was in February this year in the Italian Dolomites, where it was compulsory nudity, mixed sauna with a notice on the door with a picture of a man and a woman wearing boxer shorts and uh, (laughs) women's uh, bikini and a huge X through the middle of both of them, warning you to be completely naked, otherwise you're unclean going into the sauna. So, go into the sauna. The door then closes. Everyone's sitting there, maybe 15 people. The door then opens, and a man walks in, not wearing a Russian nappy, but wearing, it wasn't lederhosen, just strange Italian mountain clothes. And we all... looking at him i was the one that was quite surprised everyone else seemed to think this was completely normal but he had a a ghetto blaster in his hand he then put it on the floor of the sauna and turned on some very intense italian rock music and also in another bucket he had some eucalyptus and various what seemed like herbs and branches He threw those onto the charcoal, creating this strong eucalyptus scent in the sauna. Threw water on it, creating steam and increasing the temperature quite dramatically as the Italian rock music was playing. Then, everybody seemed to just bend forward involuntarily. So I replicated. (laughs) And he then started beating us on our backs. So similar to your Russian experience, and this is an Italian uh, variant, and he was clearly trying to stimulate the blood flow through our body at the same time as imbibing the eucalyptus into ourselves and to create a certain intense atmosphere with the rock music. He then switched the music off, went outside, and everybody sat there as if, nothing had happened
0: <laughs> i apologize if anyone just heard me laughing throughout because i was just weirdly imagining graham benhoven mm. a sauna being slapped by eucalyptus project with other people alongside him who he would never met before just fantastic so the moral of the story is is saunas fantastic cold water therapy fantastic too but just be careful which saunas you go into maybe check what the protocol is before proceeding with the saunas. You might get whacked by eucalyptus branches and in Graham's case, be naked and better over (laughs) whilst doing so. Anyway, well, thank you so much for all that, Graham. And thank you to all the listeners. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And on a, a serious note to wrap things up, both cold water therapy and saunas very much have their place. There's huge benefits to both. One thing I would add on the cold water therapy front is when it comes to starting it, and as you go into the winter months, particularly with showers, is making sure as the pipes get colder, as the water gets colder, you don't actually submerge your head immediately. There has been studies that have come out recently where people have suffered from slight memory loss in the, in the day because it's wow. hit them so fast. Um, so actually s- submerging your body first, um, because what you'll find with a lot of people who do regularly go and do cold water therapy in a lake or in the sea, is they'll submerge body first and I will actually have a hat on and will only dunk their head right at the end. So just something to consider um, if you find yourself having quite intense headaches slash memory loss after you've dunked your head <laughs> underwater. Excellent. I will note that.
1: There you go. Fact man over here. Fact man. I mean, Angus, you had more facts than usual there. It's quite impressive. You, you were obviously writing down before we started the podcast some interesting facts and you actually then used the facts. Anyway, on that point, before Angus gets his head too full of this uh, excitement of facts, we will end the podcast and
0: look forward to seeing you again next week. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, subscribe. If you want some coaching, you know where to find the link. And if you want to hear more from Graham about his antics, then do subscribe to his email list. So And look at our Instagram. Ah, we have an Instagram page now, at the Lift for Life podcast. All very exciting. And the developments for this podcast are ongoing and you're going to be seeing a lot more video footage in time. Great stuff. Thanks so much.